Hey, rich friends, it's Dr. T-Mac here. And in today's T-Mac Inspire show, I have an awesome, awesome guest. Um, you guys may know her. She's like all Instagram famous and TikTok famous and all the things. You guys may know her as Dr. Vegan Booty, but I know her as Dr. Sabetha Price. We're gonna get we're gonna get into all of the things that made her who she is in these internet streets, and you guys need to stay tuned. Without further ado, I want to welcome my very special guest to the show today, Dr. Sabetha Price. Hey, guys! <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'm so How happy. How are you? I am utterly fantastic, better now than I'm talking to you. <laughs> Ooh, I know who your mentor is. <laughs> hey, listen. I met you, I don't know, when did we like officially meet? Maybe a year ago or? Uh, yeah, around a year, right around a year ago. Right around a year ago, we both are in the same inner circle. We share the same mentor, but I didn't really know what you did. And, you know, it's a big circle. So, you know, didn't know. And I heard through a, a mutual friend in the circle, like, Dr. Sabetha Price is the bomb and blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, send me her Instagram. You know, that's the first thing we always say. I'm like, send me her Instagram. Let me, and I'm like, vegan booty. And I'm like, what is that? And I'm, I'm just scrolling and looking. And I, I'm like, I went down a rabbit hole and I spent so much time um, looking at your content. And it's just, it's amazing. So I, first of all, I want you to tell people like who you are what you do and who you serve. Thank you. Thank you. So, um, I actually have two sides to me. Now, the first side is the doctor being a booty. So <laughs> I created the product line <laughs> because I got denied for a BBL back in 2013. And I was looking into getting illegal butt injections. Uh, the same exact person that K Michelle went to and a whole bunch of other socialites went to in the social media streets. But, um, I think it was two days prior to me going to that hotel, the two people that told me about it ended up being hospitalized. And then that's when I realized, yes. And it's, I'm, I'm trying to say it like grammatically correctly or PC. So, so, so wait a minute. So, so you were scheduled to have a BBL. Okay. Explain I, BBL for people who don't know. Some people are listening. I mean, I know what a BBL is. So I was attempting to get a Brazilian butt lift. Um, when I went in to get, it's when they remove the fat from a certain area and inject it in your butt and your hips. And you get that kind of video vixen look. And gotcha. me living in Atlanta, I was like, ooh, I want that. I could, okay. Because I was like, um, I was already a print model. And I was what already a print um, So a print model is basically like the people that you see like on in the insides of magazines. So like, we're not okay. the forefront, but the one, we're the ones that, you you're know, in you there. The t-shirt. Yeah. You're going to see us in a little t-shirt. Okay. Okay. So <laughs> you're not a print model. Canada. You live in Atlanta. Everybody has these nice booties. You're like, why not me? You find a doctor, you schedule the appointment, you get ready for surgery. And what happened? 
So I didn't even get to the scheduling part. So he took my blood work. Okay. He took my blood work. I was 110 pounds. I was a vegan. You know, I'm thinking I'm healthy, but we cannot outrun genetics. Okay. Mm. So he did my blood work. I found out that I had high cholesterol. Um, I was already like on track to have diabetes as a vegan. At 110 pounds? At 110 pounds. Y'all, hold on. Pause, pause, pause. Everybody go get your vegan friends. They need to hear this because I'm just going to be honest. I've tried being a vegan. I might have tried it like 10 days and I gained all kind of weight because I was eating all the wrong things. But I was being shamed for eating meat, you know, which a lot of vegans shame people, meat eaters. They shame us. But what you're saying is you were like 110 pounds, which means you were stick and you were vegan and you were denied surgery because you were not healthy. All right. Go get your vegan friends. Keep going. (laughs) No, I'm I'm still vegan. I was just an unhealthy vegan. Okay, I was having salads and stuff like that. Salads and milkshakes and whatever. So um, he took my blood work. He's like, there's absolutely no way due to this blood work. And on top of that, you have absolutely no fat to graft. So he's like, there's nothing I can do for you. So I left that office feeling defeated. I was like, I need this booty so I could finally get on the runway and live my supermodel dreams. Like, <laughs> You needed a booty. <laughs> you needed a booty to do that? Well, in, in Atlanta at that time, yeah. You get, you How get long book ago was this? Um, this was 2013, like 2012, 2013-ish. Mm-hmm. And it was right Kim around Kardashian kind of yeah, right time. around mm-hmm. that time. Mm-hmm. And um, I was also a personal trainer. Okay, so there's several layers to it. So I was a master trainer. And a bunch of my clients were going to the girls that had the bigger booties. Because they're like, ooh, like they're the ones that can give me the look that I want. Because mm-hmm. I had more of a long distance runner body. Okay. <laughs> Yeah. If you visualize that, I didn't have a track like a sprinter body. So they were like, I'm going to go to her. And then I asked all the people that they were going to, I'm like, how did you get like this butt? Because we looked exactly the same six months ago. Like, what have you been doing? And then that's when I found out about the illegal butt injections. So I was like, I'm going to go that route because they were my size and they were still able to get the quote unquote BBL. I was like, this, this the way for me. Like, I'm about to go this way. So, (laughs) but I asked them, I'm like, did you tell your clients that you had like, you know, a little bit of work done? You know, we got to be transparent with our clients. And then they're like, oh my goodness, you are like a snake. Like they pretty much dragged me in the mud because apparently it was supposed to be a little hush hush. And I'm all like, shouldn't we be honest? (laughs) Okay. So, so, so you find out about this underground fake, get your fake booty world. Yes. And what happened though? So two of the girls ended up going there Mm -hmm. to get the stuff done. They ended up getting hospitalized and I never heard from them again. Oh, so either they passed, they changed jobs. I'm not sure. So you got spooked. So I, yes, I got spooked and I was like, there is no way that I'm going to put myself in these certain situations where my life is literally at risk. So I was not thinking about my life until it became so apparent to me. So in front of my eyes that you can actually pass away from this. You can actually be hospitalized. Like there's Mm. more risk than reward. Mm. 
And I remember like it was like a light bulb inside of my head where I was like, okay, I was able to cure my anxiety, my depression, all these type of things with herbs. So I was like, is there a way that herbs can heal my body and give and also give me the look that I want? So give that's when booty. I started. Give me the booty. I'm like, give me a booty. Give me a little. Give me a little chest. A little something. Okay. So what happened? So um, I became an herbalist. After I became an herbalist, mm. I was like, okay. Like I started manufacturing my products myself on uh, my kitchen counter. Like at the apartment I stayed at in Atlanta, I was like, Let me make stop, stop the press. Yeah. Dr. Sabatha, come on now. <laughs> Listen, hold, hold up. So you said, okay, I'm a vegan. I'm, I, I want this booty. I can't get the booty because I'm not healthy. The people who I found out about this underground world, they went and got it. I hadn't heard from them. They got hospitalized. I don't know if they're dead or alive. Wait a minute. Let me heal myself from all the things. And then while I'm healing myself, Hey, maybe I could just develop, create this body that I really, really want through herbs. Like, what made you think that herbs could do that? I'm like, if a herb can fix acne, if a herb can heal my brain, okay, from all these like all this depression and anxiety, mm-hmm. there's no doubt in my mind that a herb can build my booty. Like that was just a natural track, and I'm like, so I, it was I a belief that you had. Yes, it was the belief. It was the belief. And then I started. But what herb did you use? So I first started off with maca. Everybody out in the world, like, that's just getting into booty building world, they're like, okay, maca's the thing that's going to get you thick. But did you know that there's three different strands of maca? What is maca? All three. So maca is a root. It's a Peruvian root. Okay. Okay. It's like a grown high in high altitudes to get, like, the purest quality. So there's yellow maca, which is for energy. There's black maca, which is specialized to boost testosterone for men. And then there's red maca, which has energy and helps boost up your curves as a woman. So you took the red. red. I like, took the red. Like in the matrix. You <laughs> took the red. <laughs> okay, so so you you got a, you did your research. You figured out I need to take the red maca. And so you got in your kitchen and what did you do? So first I started like just grounding up the powder. I was like, okay, it's giving me some type of results. And then I got into making my own tinctures. Okay. So what a tincture is, is basically when you distill it in alcohol for a couple weeks and then it gives you, you know, a pure, more distilled form of the, and more powerful form of any herb. So let's be clear. You're not a medical doctor. Not a medical doctor. Okay. Not a medical doctor. You're not a medical doctor. You were just trying to heal your body and then build your body up the way you wanted it. So you became an herbalist in your own right, a self-proclaimed herbalist, right? You weren't out here trying to heal the world, right? No, you not were at just, all. I'm young. I'm, I'm, cute and I just want the body now my insides are good just give me let me get the body to match yes okay I just want to be clear you're not a medical doctor not a medical doctor so you're you're became you became this kitchen chemist and you put together this thing this tincture and you start how often did you take it 
So when I first started taking it, I was taking it like two times per day. I bumped it up to three times per day. And then what I realized is that there's several other phytoestrogens that I can take in order to get the body of my dreams. So what a phytoestrogen is, is a plant-based estrogen (laughs) that can get you like the look. It boosts up estrogen production in a vegan and organic way. In a safer way than taking a, you know, chemically made synthetic estrogen. Okay. So then you added that to to your regimen. Yes. Okay. And then within two weeks, my clients were like, did you go see the person that you said? Like, you did lying. You go, You're did you go lying. See the place? I'm like, I'm so serious. I'm so serious. They were like, did you go do the thing that you said that you weren't going to do? Girl, come In on. In two weeks? Yes. Within like two, two and a half weeks. You got to believe. They started noticing the difference. Yeah, they started noticing the difference. When did you notice a difference? I noticed a difference within three weeks because I was like, listen, let me like really get, let me take pictures. So once they started saying something, I took a picture and then like a week later, I'm like, maybe this is a little shun shun. Maybe this is. So then, okay, what happened? Because I know other, you started selling it. So what was that transition like? So my clients were like, hey, you got any more? (laughs) And I was like, yeah, I could give you like a jar of it because I was ingesting it personally. And then I made a cream. I was like, maybe I should just make a cream so I could do double duty. So I was giving my cream to my clients. I was like, I'll give it to you in a mason jar. It doesn't smell that great. It doesn't look all nice. Okay. I gave all these disclaimers. I'm like, it smells like grass and like outside. Okay, those of y'all don't know what outside smell like. It yeah, smell we like. Know. <laughs> we know. Okay. So, yeah, they used it, and then I lost them as clients, but I gained them as my first Fit Fine Flawless customers. Oh whoa! So they were not your. They 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 were no longer. You didn't train them anymore. Yeah, I didn't train them anymore because they got the look that they wanted. And they just became my first flawless babes. Yeah. Because a lot of my clients just wanted a butt. They didn't want to do squats. They didn't want to lift heavy. They didn't want to do hip thrusts. They didn't want to do any of that. They were like, listen, if I could just get an extra inch, inch and a half, like, I'm good. I'm done. I'm not doing this. (laughs) So then you you quickly transitioned from being a trainer to being Mm -hmm. an e-commerce queen. Yes. And it was not planned at all. I did not plan for it. It just happened. (laughs) So, okay. So how did it evolve? So, um, I moved from Atlanta. They were my first clients. I wasn't even on like a platform at that time. Um, then I, it's a very long journey. So let me do a little fast. So I ended up going back to Buffalo to go to school graduated with my fashion degree, um, got out into the workforce. Nobody was really hiring for fashion designers. So I ended up, you know, just getting random jobs, just floating through life. Like most of us do after we graduate. I ended up um, meeting my husband. He lived in Virginia. I quickly moved from Buffalo to Virginia and then started manufacturing my products again. It just hit me like, 
one day when I was working at a law firm, like I worked in jails, law firms, just trying to find myself, you know, mm-hmm. I was yeah, sure. And I was working at the law firm and I was like, this is not for me. I should not be a paralegal. Like, why am I here? This is not mm-hmm. creative enough for me. Like, I felt like I kind of just lo- got lost in the sauce because I was chasing the check. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's what I was doing. I was like, okay, I'm not going to work in a jail anymore as an administrator. I'm going to go be a paralegal because paralegals make two more dollars. Cause when you work in, in that type of life, you, you just trying to find like, okay, I can get three more dollars here, five more dollars here. Right, right, right. Just and chasing a dollar. Chasing a, chasing a dollar. And I was like, I, I don't feel fulfilled. So I started making my products again. So who were your, who became your customers? Cause you lost, um, you know, moved and did all the things. How'd you, how'd you build your clientele? So I built my clientele again through Instagram. I was posting my pictures and stuff on Instagram. I started studying um, herbalism again, like, cause it was always a passion of mine. So I dove deeper to figure out how, how I could get the outside smell going. <laughs> I, I was going to ask you about that. Yeah, I got rid of that. Um, and then I <laughs> developed a new process. Um, and now it's virtually scentless. And my first customers were on Instagram. I told them about it. I just shared my story. And then I started giving out free samples. Like I free sampled my way to where I am today. <laughs> and how many followers did you have? I mean, now you have like th- uh, tens of thousands of followers. So how many followers did you have at the time? I started from zero. Whoa. I started from zero. And I just showcased my personality. A lot like how Cardi B did when she started like blowing up. I showcased my personality. People were vibing with me. And then I eventually introduced my product. It wasn't just product, 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 product. Like I was like, hey, this is what I did for myself. If you're interested, go ahead, click the link in my bio. We could talk about it. Okay. Nice, but, nice, nice combination. Nice recipe. Yeah. yeah. So, okay. <laughs> so then who... Who gave you the name? Where did the name uh, Vegan Booty, Dr. Vegan Booty come from? Like, who who so, gave you that name? That came from, like, my first 10, like, my first 10 flawless babes. They were like, listen, you you the vegan booty doctor. Like, there's no, like, because there's other products on the market. But I'm the only one that's vegan. Like, there's no fish in it. There's no meat marrow. There's no collagen nothing like that in my products. So they're like, you are the vegan booty doctor. Like, this is it. This is who you are. <laughs> uh, okay. 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 So I, I, okay. That makes sense. What made you become a vegan? I had a lot of health issues, like a lot. I struggled with bloating a lot. I struggled with, um, crazy hormonal, um, breakouts on mm-hmm. my face. Um, my mood fluctuations were all over the place. I would be happy one moment, crying the next moment. And I was like, I'm not, you know, there, there's gotta be something in the food. And then my mom was like, well, what have you ever tried? Like cutting the stuff out. I ended up going to the doctor and they're like, let's just do the elimination diet to figure out what exactly is making you feel this way. I was like, forget an elimination diet. I'm just going to go vegan. I'm like, cut it all out. I'm done. I'm done. I got to a point where I was like, it looks like I'm five months pregnant every single time I eat a burger for like So you had like IBS or gluten sensitivity or something like that? I didn't even take the time to figure it out. Mm -hmm. I was like, I'm going to cut it out. I'm not going to do it anymore. This hurts me. I'm cutting it out. 
So, and but, they, okay, so you don't do, you're vegan, but do you eat uh, things that have gluten in it? I have cut back significantly. I go for like more of like a cauliflower rice type situation. Okay. Um, if I'm eating like bread, it's like a gluten-free bread. Okay. It doesn't taste all that great. Or a lettuce wrap. And yeah, I realized that it was the meat that was making me a little bit more sad. It sounds weird. Okay. But every time that I would like eat meat or eat, um, eat even fish mm. every time I would eat meat or fish I would just get really sad mm. out of nowhere and I'm like is this a mental thing is this a physical thing I didn't really want to take the time to figure it out but, but you kind of did but you kind of yeah did. but I, I did I yeah. did and um yeah I looked I looked it up online I was like okay let me just go to YouTube University and figure out what's going on and they're like well animals have feelings and every time that you eat an animal like some people get sad when you eat them I'm like okay this seems very odd but all right this is could be the reason <laughs> I'm it's yeah I can see that I can see that I'm I'm not gonna say I'm a vegan because I, I do you know I, I eat my seafood and I dabble every now and then if with chicken every now and then, but I, I always believe chicken ain't really chicken anyway. Like yeah. there's no way there ain't, that. ain't that many chickens. <laughs> ain't that many chickens on this earth. <laughs> that is that is really uh, chemically, genetically, chemically modified or whatever you call them. Um, so I I I I'm halfway feeling what you're saying. I food is either medicine or it's poison. I yes. mean, I'm just gonna be honest. It is what it is. It you know. We have to try to stay as close to nature as we can. It's not always easy um, in doing so. You know, I've been a nurse for uh, 29 years. I can't believe this. 29 years. So I'm, I'm, I've always been, you know, close with the, the what you eat, the mind, the body, all of the things working together. So I, it doesn't seem that far-fetched to me what you're saying. I get it. It makes sense to me that if you're eating something that has parents, then it also has DNA and it all, so you're getting some of that in you, right? So you figured it out. You said, I'm done. Your mood changed. Skin cleared up. All the yes. things happened, but you were still not healthy. I was still not healthy because I was not eating enough for my body type. So like, you know, ah. endom- all that all that you're a nurse so Uh, for my body type i have to eat more carbs and i have to eat more whole foods so i was like carbs are the devil so i was (laughs) i was one of those i was like i'm not gonna do it because carbs make me gain weight and one thing that i realized is that i needed to heal my relationship with food and not only heal my relationship with food heal the relationship with myself I realized that there was a lot of self-hate and a lot of self-doubt going on inside of me that was underneath my attachment to food. So when I started peeling back the layers of what I was eating, how I was eating, I realized that, hey, this is deeper than just food. Everything is always deeper than the one thing that we see on the surface. So, yeah, that that's really what happened. Like I was going to ask you about that in the beginning, but I'm glad you unraveled it the way that you did. Um, because it all started with a, what you thought was a physical, uh, 
a physical thing. You want it to look a certain way, right? But yes. we all know that it's always deeper than what, what, what's on the surface. Definitely. So when you began to peel that back and say, look, I need to heal who I am on the inside. I'm not treating myself the way I deserve to be treated. And food is just, that's just something that's a, that's like a symptom or, you know, but the real thing that I have to deal with, I need to deal with it. So when you started dealing with that thing, what happened to you? I was able to have my first real breakthrough. Mm. I was able to love myself and forgive myself for certain situations that I allowed myself to be in. Mm -hmm. And I was able to actually process grief. So in between mm -hmm. all of this, the one of the main catalysts for me becoming vegan was I needed like a huge shift because my boyfriend that I had when I lived in Buffalo before I dropped out of school passed away. So I was dealing with grieving and I was like, I need the biggest change I could think of. I'm going vegan. It was on top of all those other things, all those other layers. But I was like, I just really need something to make me forget. I didn't want to process. And when I, you know, what? Back go ahead. When I peeled back those layers after that whole, it was like eight months of me just peeling back, peeling back, peeling back. I'm like, oh, I'm grieving. <laughs> this is what grief looks like for me. So I had to, I actually went to a class for grieving. I was like, let me just go to a class with other people that are grieving. I was like, this isn't really talked about in our community, but I'm just going to go to this little class. I'm going to see if it really helps. And it was remarkable for me being in that environment with other people who were also processing grief. It looked different on every single person. And I was like, wow, I'm punishing myself because I did not allow myself to grieve properly. So that, that breakthrough healed my relationship with food. And it also healed my relationship with my body. I was like, I wanted to look significantly different than what I looked like when I was in that relationship. That was another breakthrough that I had. Mm. It's so much, I wanted to be a different person so I couldn't feel those feelings. And one thing I learned about emotions is that emotions are just energy and motion and you have to allow them to go over you like a wave. Allow them to pass over you and pass through you like a wave and just embrace those sad moments, but f deeply feel the joy, okay? Because joy is always underneath. Joy is now my new baseline. So yes. I'm always smiling, I'm always happy because it's it's my new baseline. <laughs> yes. But it took look what it took. It honestly it took the work. I'm just gonna be honest. You had to do the work. Yeah, the road to get there may look different from everybody. You know, everybody has a different road. But you said, listen, I gotta do this work. I need this breakthrough. I gotta do the work. Do you think that's what people saw um, on social media? Do you think that's why people were drawn to you? Did they see this transformation? On social media, I think that they did get spikes, like sparks of it. Like they saw a little bit here and there, here and there. Mm. They saw a little um, But they saw how open and honest I was. So, yes. 
it was the work. Yeah. It, yes. the, the peeling back of the onion, the layers, you may not have said it verbally. This is what I'm doing, but people who are in your, your sphere of influence, those are your people that God called you to serve. Right? So when we look at it, one of the reasons why I feel like you're so successful and you know, you have your business is doing really, really well is because you leaned into why you're, why you were put here. You had to unravel, you had to break free from a lot of things. And whether you realize it or not, you were vulnerable in every phase. It just looked different for everybody. So you didn't just say, wake up in the morning, <coughs> excuse me, and say, I want to be Dr. V uh, uh, vegan booty doctor. You didn't do that. You really did the work to become who you are today. Yes. So there's and no I magic formula. Like people are looking at you like, how did she do this? How did she do that? There's really no magic formula other than you got to do the work. People don't want to hear that. Yes. And you, and you have to allow yourself to be vulnerable with yourself. A lot of times we're taught, we're taught to be strong. We're taught to be brave, but we're not really taught to feel. Mm -hmm. And um, growing up, I was always told that I was like more emotional than other people. But I realized that that's my strongest superpower. Like that's my mm -hmm. superpower because I'm able to identify and really empathize with people no matter where they are in their journey. Mm -hmm. And like the secret underlying labor layer of the fifth line flawless is surprise. We're going to do the inner work, too, because a lot of times people feel like you got to you got to look good on the outside. But every now and then I sprinkle in alive just being real. I'm like just being real, open and honest. Like, listen, when you transform your body, you're still stuck with you. You still have to go home with you. So let's work on that piece as well. Sprinkling that content. I'm like, we don't want to talk about it, but how are you feeling? Because a lot of people say, fine. How are you feeling today? Fine. That's not real. How are you feeling today? Okay. That that's not that's not honest. Like you know, you know what, what it reminds me of? I'm sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> it's like when somebody says, Oh yeah, I'm I'm struggling a little bit today, you know, this happened and that happened. I'm like, okay, let's deal with those emotions. Okay, let's deal with this energy that's in motion right now. Right. Let's address that. Right. <laughs> you know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of and no shade to any any religion or anything like out there. But it reminds me of when I was growing up, I grew up in a Baptist church and I had a grandmother that used to say, oh, they just during baptism, oh, they just went down a, wet, a dry devil and came up a wet devil and thought that their life was just going to change because they got baptized. But they didn't do the, you know, they didn't do the work. They just got dipped and they, they're still the same. It's just a wet devil. And she used to say that. And I, I was I remember growing up hearing that and I would liken that to different situations, right? So like for, say for instance, you go out, you have the surgery, you get this perfect body. Well, you're still ugly on the inside. Do you know what I mean? Like, so you, yeah. so what you look good, if somebody, a man takes you home and you know, then you, you know, after all the good, good, then he's looking at your bad attitude and you're this and you're that. And nobody wants to address that. Yes. Why is that? 
It's hard. It's not easy. <laughs> it takes too much time. And too much work. But really, and- that's when life really begins. Right? Yes, definitely. Like, the shift happened for me when I was able to peel back the reasons why I were doing, was doing a lot of different things. Mm. The reason why I allowed myself to be in certain cir- situations and circumstances where I knew they were not aligned with my higher purpose. Mm-hmm. So... I ended up leaving and starting over. Like I'm, I was the queen of starting over. I was like, "Oh, don't like it. I doesn't align. Start over." That's me. <laughs> I'm with you, girl. I'm with you. I'm like that. I will pivot. I don't call it starting over now. I call it pivoting. It just sounds better, uh, but really, it's starting over. Uh, if something, if I say it all the time, if I'm not happy doing it, I'm done. I'm done. I gotta, I gotta scratch it and, and do it again. Start over. Pivot. Whatever you want to call it. Because that's when you're really being authentically you. I cannot do things that I'm not happy doing. I can't. So that brings me to this question. So I heard that now you're like teaching people how to do the TikTok thing. What yes. what happened over there in TikTok land? So in 2020, I believe it was, or it was 2021, um, I realized that Instagram wasn't pushing on my content like that. And then I was like, there's a new platform out. Let me try it. Well, TikTok was, yes, it was brand new because it went from Musical.ly to TikTok. I was like, I'm just going to take my talents to TikTok. (laughs) And I was the same exact authentic raw version of myself on TikTok and they loved it. Okay. Like, the people over on TikTok at that time, there was no one really selling a product, but I was not selling a product. I was just introducing people to a product. I was, I was selling myself more than anything. <laughs> I was like, you want to be happy? You want to be whole? You want to actually address some issues? Let me help you. So what did you start selling first on TikTok? So on TikTok, I came out with like a new offer and I was like, I had a free plus shipping product. So you could get a free sample that's two ounces and then you just have to pay shipping, which is $14.99. And that's when I introduced TikTok. And then one day, one of my posts went super, super viral. And What is viral on TikTok? What is that? So over a million, over, well, technically over 500,000, it enters like the virality stage. Um, How many, how many, what was viral for you? that post it was like 1.8 million views wow and so what happened so overnight I went from working my nine to five at an energy company now because the level up (laughs) I was like god if I could just make my yearly salary in a day I'll quit this job and I made my yearly salary in a day from a five second post you lying. How much money did you make off of that post? $60,000. Off of one post? Off one post. I got to find the post. And my life. Post, BJ. <laughs> my life just changed. Like, literally You overnight. made $60,000 off of a five-second post on TikTok. On TikTok. What did the post, what was the post? What was it? Was it seven seconds? It was definitely under 10. Okay. <laughs> And then, like, what happened? People just started ordering, ordering? People just started ordering. Like, they clicked the link in my bio. I was like, I need this, I need this, I need this. And all we heard, me and my husband, we heard, like, ding, 
ding, ding. I'm like, oh, wow, we get some more. And then I heard, ring, ding, 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 ding. Oh, it was a jam <laughs> then, right? <laughs> and so, what, so did you quit your job immediately? No. No, I didn't. Okay. I didn't. I allow, I allow fear to get in the way and I allow other people to tell me what to do. Like, I allowed that into my space. So I literally kept my job for another month and a half. I was still going to work. It got to a point where I was losing money by going into the office. Yeah, for sure. Because you couldn't focus on your on your business. Yes. And so what made you say, okay, I'm done. I'm, I'm going to jump all in. Um, it was a lot of different layers, but I think like the actual moment was when uh, my boss called me and he said, you came into work five minutes late. When I've always been to work five minutes early, I was like, you're considering this five minutes late because I'm actually on time today. I was like, two week notice. We're done. Okay. We're done. Okay. <laughs> that, 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 that's, that sounds about right. <laughs> that, that how, that's how it, it like, no, It was yeah. like, no, light bulb, like, oh, wow. Like, it, it was very anticlimactic. <laughs> okay. I mean, yeah, that, it makes sense. It makes sense. So, okay. So are you... At that time, did you focus more on TikTok or were you kind of, you know, vacillating between the two platforms? What were you doing? So what I was doing was I was focusing more on TikTok, but I was still present on Instagram. Okay. Because at that time, a lot of people didn't even know what TikTok was. So I was like, I'm just going to stay well, on Obviously, both. a lot of people did. <laughs> <laughs> like my core people, they were like, what's a TikTok? I was like. It's the thing that used to be musically. Follow me over there. I took my time once east. <laughs> wow, that is awesome. So, so now what do you do? I know you still did you expand your brand? I know you coach people. What, what are you doing right now? Yes. Yeah, so right now with my other brand, um, Content to Currency, I teach people how to actually make money on TikTok, have a profitable TikTok, because a lot of people that are starting out don't have ten, twenty, thirty thousand dollars for a marketing budget. Like can't afford the influencers, can't afford like the the ads for Facebook or anything like that. So I'm teaching those beginning entrepreneurs, the entrepreneurs who want to really change their life mm. okay organically without so having all content to currency content to currency so you you teach people like how often do you teach them um so we did our first session in december so i believe we're gonna go with more of like a three-month schedule okay. so um like a challenge for the first week. And then those people who qualify at the challenge, they could go to my higher level program. Okay. So you work one-on-one -on -one with people or like a group setting or it's like a small group setting. And how long can they work with you? They could work with me um, for a year. Okay. One year. And then, so they go from basically just starting out and then do they have products already or what does that look like? So we'll help them develop their products, okay. but it's like, I will help you develop your product line if you want to go more of a physical product space or more of a digital space. So I always suggest that everyone starts digital first because doing a digital product, less risky, no overhead, you're, it's just straight profit. Which let is me great. tell you, girl, <laughs> let me just say this. 
I did like I will create an ebook in like 10 minutes, right? So and this was pre-chat GPT, okay? <laughs> <laughs> but now, baby, I can do an ebook in 10 minutes. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> I am glad you you said that. I'm glad that you said digital, you're teaching the digital product way because I'm I'm literally and I'm being not being braggadocious, but I guess I can say I'm being braggadocious because I have receipts, <laughs> but you can literally create a digital product in the morning and make 10 to $50,000 that day before you go to sleep off of one digital product. Yes. And the digital product, you can literally create it. And I'm going to say, I'm going to give you an hour, less than an hour. And you don't have to have a big following. Not at all. Not at all. And a lot of people who have the following that I'm realizing, like with the people with millions of followers, they can't sell a t-shirt. Because they don't, they don't get it. I know what you're talking about. I know exactly what you're talking about. I had this conversation with my husband and the boys a couple of weeks ago, and he was looking at somebody's Instagram. Somebody had reached out to me and I do, you know, I do private money lending and real estate and stuff like that. So they had reached out to me to borrow some money on a real estate deal. And so, but they're popping on social media. When I say popping, I mean popping on social media. And so my husband, you know, I was talking to him. So he started looking at their social media. He was like, oh my God, they got X amount of followers. Oh my God, da, 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 look at all these likes, look at all this engagement. I said, but they're broke. And he it, he, it did not, it didn't register with him. And so he kept saying it. But if you, if maybe if you could post like this and post, I said, they're broke. They're coming to me for money for a real estate deal. And I don't care how many followers they have. I don't, they have oodles and oodles and oodles of followers, but they don't know how to monetize it. They're broke. So I, what you're saying and what you're teaching, if, if people are out here listening, you got all these followers. If you are not having a minimum, if you got a million followers, you need to have a minimum six figure month, minimum, minimum, bare minimum, bare minimum. <laughs> if you're not, you better get with Dr. Sabeth. I'm going to tell you that now, period, the end. I'm telling you, I, it, it, it blows my mind how people have these followers. And I had my first six-figure day with 1,200 followers on Instagram. It doesn't take much. It just takes the right messaging. <laughs> you need the right messaging and the right people. That's it. That's, That's it. it. That's I'm it. so glad that. So when when's the next? When is the next time that you're teaching this? doing the challenge thing to help these people help the people girl help the people. i want to help the people so the end of march the last week of march tentatively that is a day that we can really get into the challenge and i'll teach you how i'll teach you the basics of tiktok because a lot of people are like i just want to jump to a million followers it's like if when you lay the foundation correctly you are able to monetize <laughs> listen to dr sabetha y'all listen Y'all better get with her. Um, I'm going to put all your links below, above, wherever they're listening and watching. 
Um, I have more uh, audio listeners, you know, listeners than I do on YouTube. So y'all better go click these links when y'all done listening and get with Dr. Sabetha if you are interested in learning how to monetize. Like, don't just be on social media chasing followers and likes. I mean, it that drives me crazy because I'm like, I look at your followers and likes, but I'm looking at my bank account. I like the way my bank account looks. Okay. I'm just saying. <laughs> just saying. It's facts. It's facts. Yes, because... I remember back when I had like 50,000 followers on TikTok and they're like, oh my goodness, you only have 50,000 followers. I'm like, but have you seen my bank statements? That's what we need to get the people to seriously. And I think it, things will start looking a little better once they learn, you know, there is, there is a formula to yes. social media, believe it or not. You know, a lot of people just think it just happens, but no, there really is a formula and you teach it and you teach it well and people need to really uh, pay attention and, and, and get with you on that. So we'll get your links down below um, for the next challenge. But I heard, I heard that your birthday is coming. Yes. It's actually on the 10th and we are having our very first uh, birthday sale. I'm super excited. <laughs> okay, so tell us a little bit about the birthday sale. So the birthday sale is buy one, get one 40% off. And I was like, this is crazy. This is crazy. But it's for my physical product band. It is for the Fit by and Flawless. It's to get you thick. It's to get you snatched. It's to get you all that, all that, all that. <laughs> can, I, do I, can I get it? Can I buy it? Yeah, you, you can get it if you're trying to get a bigger butt. You want to get snatched. Your smaller waist. I want a, I want a smaller waist. So I think if you have a smaller waist, your nat your butt naturally looks bigger. That's what naturally I mean. looks bigger. Yes, yes, it does. So the smallest I've been ever ever been able to get my waist naturally using my products was twenty three inches. That's small. So I was like, oh my gosh, I can do it. I was just trying to push push it to the limit. So yes. <laughs> oh yeah, because I mean, you know, the spring is coming. You yeah. know. Good on uh, I'll be 48 this year, so I want yes. to get all snatched. Get snatched up. <laughs> <laughs> so what, okay, so where do they, on Instagram, how can they find you? Because they need to get this birthday special because I'm going to order it. Yes, it is The Fit Fine Flawless everywhere. I'm The Fit Fine Flawless on Instagram, The Fit Fine Flawless on TikTok. And yeah, those two, those two places. <laughs> and so it's a 40%, is it 40% because you, you're, are you turning 40? No, I'm actually turning 32. 32. Okay. Well, why is it 40% off? I was like, yeah, 40%. Okay. I, I'm it was a random, random number. Random number. Okay. Well, I'm going to take the 40% off. Okay. I'm going to take it. Oh my God. Okay. I'm so glad that you came. This was really, really fun. I like, I could talk to you all day, really. But I want you to speak to like your person like the person that God called put you on this earth to serve I want you to speak to them right now because they may be in a place where they feel like they can't do this or she did it but I don't know if I can do it I want you to speak to them real quick so what I've always said to myself like after I was healed I like to call is uh self-love is the best love because it can never be taken away so if you ever feel like less than or if you ever feel like you're not beautiful or you're struggling in a mental space, just remember that just love yourself first. 
What I do is I say my positive affirmations to myself first thing in the morning. I'm like, I'm beautiful. I'm worthy. I'm wealthy. I'm blessed. I'm filled with success. And whatever somebody else says to me in the outside world is just an extra little cherry on top. Mm, (laughs) Affirm yourself first. (laughs) That was really nice. Thank you so much for coming on and spending time with me and my people. Thank you for having me. (laughs) Oh, you're welcome. You're welcome. All right. All right. So rich friends, I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, don't forget to do all the things like the share, the comment and all those great things. And don't forget to, if you're watching watching or listening on Apple Podcasts, whatever they call it, go ahead and shoot me a review. That really helps me get in front of the people who God has called me to serve, right? So I want to make sure that we are putting out the best content for you to help you on your journey. So thank you, thank you, thank you. And I will see you guys on the next episode. But remember, you can have it. Oh.